It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the Roadhouse is proud to welcome the Nine Inch Nails. We enjoy wrestling. Hey, fun fans, we enjoy wrestling a few days late, but we're doing this on the uh, right on the heels of Elimination Chamber, which, as you all know, is the final stop on the road to WrestleMania, the last pay-per-view <laughs> before the big one in Tampa, provided the big one in Tampa still occurs in this coronavirus economy. Yeah. Uh, I watched the pay-per-view tonight. I live blogged it for IGN. You could head to IGN.com and read all about it if you want, or you could just listen to this podcast. I'll probably be saying exactly the same thing I wrote, if not more. <laughs> and uh, uh, I watched it while having a huge headache, so I thought I had coronavirus. But Eric, turns out I have pomonavirus, which is the sickness you get when you visit Cappy in Die Hard. Ah. <laughs> uh, and it's the sickness you get if you go to too many shows at the Glass House, the popular the Glass House small in Pomona, yeah. <laughs> venue in Pomona. Uh, right. They get a lot of cool shows in, in the, at the Glass House. Yes, yes. I saw No Doubt at the Glass House, uh, along with... I saw, actually, Sammy Zane would No Doubt in every venue that Yeah, but Sammy Zane would approve of all the, all the ska I saw at the Glass House, because I saw the specials at the Glass House, That's a lot too. of skanking, yeah. And I think I saw Dancehall Crashers at the Glass House, so... Yeah, it was like Sammy Zane would be all over the Glass but House. But did you see Save Ferris and Edna Swap? I'm just trying to think of 90s uh, female-led <laughs> Southern California bands. <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, I saw both those bands, but not at Glass House. Well, then fuck the Glass House. Speaking of Glass <laughs> Houses, the chamber is kind of like a Glass House. We're going to talk mm. about Elimination Chamber. We're kind of going to uh, shovel away the past week of you know SmackDown and Raw because it all was leading to this moment. We'll talk about uh, Elimination Chamber. Uh, for those who are listening... You can talk to about NXT a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have an email to read because I don't want to get too behind. I don't want to do the thing where sometimes I forget to read emails and then two weeks later they don't make any sense. Um, right, right. But this one's specifically about NXT, too. And uh, we are the Mattitude Eric. I am Matt Fowler. Say hello, Eric Goldman. Hi, guys. We are on Twitter at the Eric, uh, the Eric Goldman and the Matt Fowler. And the podcast is at WEW Podcast. And you can email us at... We enjoy wrestling at gmail.com. I'll just start off with the email here from Anthony. Anthony from nowhere in particular uh, writes, Hey, Matt and Eric, I think you guys uh, record on Thursday now, but uh, if not, I guess this question will be too late, question mark. Uh, ha ha ha, joke's on you. 
Anthony, because we don't know when <laughs> we record. We record. It's wild card. That's the real wild card. <laughs> Is when we're going to actually podcast. <laughs> right. This, uh, we tried to, Matt wanted to do Friday, which I couldn't do. I wanted to do Saturday, which he couldn't do. So here we are on Sunday night. Post here we are at the end of all things uh, on the, the lava filled slopes of Mount Doom, waiting for the eagle to carry us off. If, um, so he writes, basically, I'm just wondering what your thoughts were of the, on the producers of NXT, I guess just the people, the creative of NXT, seemingly course-correcting Velveteen Dream from being a creepy stalker with seemingly seemingly no long-term plans to a super over babyface who's shooting for the heavyweight title in one week. Uh, why is it so difficult for the other branches of WWE to see when they're making a mistake and fix it rather than uh, the quote-unquote seeing how it goes for weeks and months on end? For example, Seth versus Corbin forever, and then the Roman versus Corbin forever. Basically, I think it's just a Baron Corbin problem, Anthony. I don't know. It seems what <laughs> no, you're I, mean, I also think one might assume it's a Vince's stubborn problem. Or Vince you know? just doesn't uh, see what we see. He, see he, you know, he doesn't care about those of us who are all caps mad online. Like He doesn't no. care. He just looks at the numbers and no. this and so, that. And, and so NXT seems, it seems like there's a much more, there's always been obviously a much more, this very close connection with the audience, as much as they talk about the WWE universe, uh, the fact is it's probably just too big to even have the same kind of cult feeling that NXT can have, uh, which, again, is also probably the reason it's not, like, giant in the ratings on USA, uh, but it has this more intimate feel, and it feels like they listen to their – they're in tune with their audience a lot more than Raw and SmackDown are. Uh, so, yeah, the Velveteen thing stuck out because it was a – uh, hey, this doesn't feel right at all moment for them uh, with uh, with someone who you know otherwise is hugely over and everyone kind of loves. So uh, it's nice to see them, yeah, try to sort of turn out of that in a way that, yes, WWE often will dig their heels in. Uh, they, they mentioned say, him like, like I think during, during the cage match, they mentioned that he put, you know, the, uh, his wife and kid on his tights, but they didn't go beyond that. And he didn't have anyone on his tights. Yeah. Just go around. So... They all just kind of forget. It was just like a kind of like a two week thing that they kind of were able to forget about, uh, you know, and easily forget about because they put on a great cage match, which had a really interesting ending. In fact, both of those cage matches had cool endings. Uh, speaking yeah. of speaking of wrestling on Wednesday nights, Anthony continues. Side note: I hope Eric gives AEW a shot soon. It's really freaking good. In parentheses, I completely understand not having the time though. Just want him to enjoy an enjoyable thing. And Eric, we know you en- <laughs> you enjoy enjoying things. I do enjoy enjoying things. Uh, yeah, I, 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 again, I'm not saying I will not watch AEW. It's just a matter of question of time. And, and maybe I'm saying this as a maybe. I'm not promising anything. It's like, oh, well, maybe there's some weeks where I can kind of rotate it in and do what I've done sometimes with SmackDown or Raw, which is the, like, just watch the YouTube clips version. Yeah. Uh, which is the super, you know, the uh, the outdoing the Hulu cut is the uh, I, just watching these I think clips. I think they put out a thing a notice a press release this week about WWE reaching a billion in YouTube views. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that came this week and I was like how many of that are people who don't watch the show but just watch the clips <laughs> and, and, in well, lieu I'm of the show, the, you know? Some like, of it has to be because it's international and I don't think their their YouTube is not um geo-blocked. Right. So it's like if you can't even watch Raw or Fit Ryers in the middle of the night or whatever it's like, yeah, I'm sure there are people that are just watching the YouTube clips. Well, Anthony knows how much wrestling there is to watch, and he ends the email by saying, hope that wasn't too long-winded, and thanks for all the work on the pod, considering how much wrestling there is to watch. Thank you, Anthony. And yeah. now we can dig into, well, we'll talk, uh, those, yeah, those two cage matches. Uh, I'd never seen, cool finish. You know, it's always, 
fun one that you can come up with a new way to finish a match that you've seen a million times. And uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, trapping um, Chinese wizard, what's her name? Tegan Knox in against the mm-hmm. cage with the door was pretty freaking cool. Very. And, I actually, I yeah. showed it to Trish. I rewound it and said, watch this. <laughs> Cause I quite enjoyed the, that. Take finish. notes. This is yes. how you win a cage match, Trish. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then basically the, the, uh, I don't know what you call it, but basically the sacrifice, the sacrificial loss that you know that Velveteen allowed Roderick Strong to win, so he could trap himself in the cage with Adam Cole. Reveal that Cole is his true target; that he really wants that title because they need to set up Takeover Tampa, provided that show still occurs in this coronavirus economy. So, yeah, um, which well, we need to talk a little bit later about a little more than. Well, I mean, I'm just saying we're not going. When, and we already yeah. established that before this was even an issue. Uh, we were going to pretend we weren't going just because the cards sucked. But <laughs> we we had decided not to go even before uh, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg were both heading in as champions. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, we can pretend we're doing it out of protest out of Gold, Goldberg's win, but we're not. Um, All right. It was just a, 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 just saving money and at the same time... Uh, I, well, I don't want to insult people from Tampa. I'm just saying, like, weren't excited to go to the city. That's all. I, I, I that wasn't really a factor for me as much because if I'd gone, you could have driven I, to Orlando. I was always going to Orlando. But exactly. Just but a, you're just you're literally saying I would have gone because I would have liked to have left. <laughs> At least but, I'm saying it's accessible to a place. But you're I, literally <laughs> saying like I would only go because you're near somewhere better. Right. That's, I you're not that's saving fair. yourself here, Eric. That's fair. I'm just saying it was more a time and money issue initially. Although, yes, uh, now everything's uh, changed. I mean, do we want to talk about this right now, or do we want to talk about the chamber first? Because chamber just happened, so I feel like we should talk about that. Yeah, first. let's save virus talk for the end. I, it's super boring, and uh, we and we have no answers, right? So what do we even? No, no. Say? But I just the more of like is the will the show go on? But we, let's let's wait. Let's talk about the chamber first. All right. Um, chamber. Uh, do we want to go top to bottom, bottom to top? I don't know. I, I we can just run through here. I have a it, it left a sour taste in my mouth because of the main event, but that's yep. not to say that there weren't fun moments, right? So let's talk about the fun moments first. Let's have a little fun first of all. I will say uh, the biggest surprise of the night because look, Undertaker's fun, but he wasn't a surprise. Everyone knows that they're angling him towards AJ Styles, and he has to do something to, you know. It's a no DQ match for a reason. It was going to bite AJ Styles in the butt. But the biggest fun surprise was Sami Zayn actually winning the Intercontinental Championship. Yes, yes, um, that was great. Uh, that made me extremely happy. It was a, it was a double surprise. The first surprise is that Braun Strowman lost the match because he just got his first title in four years, his first singles title, I should say. And everyone was like, "This is it. Maybe they'll give him a lengthy run with this." He, you know, people have been wanting. It. We've often talked about on this podcast about how it's a little too little too late for Braun Strowman when they could have given him easily. He could have been a multiple world champion at this point, but they just didn't want him to be that. Now he see the intercontinental Honestly, titles. I think, I think Roman was the huge fact. Roman and Brock were like what stopped. Yeah. You know, the fact that they were like, those were the guys that were being kind of pushed as the main eventers stopped Braun from happening when he should have really was Brock. Cause uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Cause even Roman lost to Brock forever. Yep. True. Um, yeah, so I guess he, I'm saying that Roman was seen as the guy to challenge Brock over and over. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Bro, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I told you I've I've been I, I'm in a daze here because of my brain. Um, okay. I had a, a fever brain. No, no. Uh, Braun losing was the first surprise. The second surprise is uh, who won because right. it was three between the three of them. They could have given it back to Shinsuke. They could have given Cesaro his first title. Uh, but yeah, they gave it to the. Uh, you would argue the weakest link of the trio, the mouthpiece, the guy who's sort of relegated to being the manager, spokesperson, who this is technically his first televised match in 2020 was this match. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was great. It was just so fun. And because we all love Sami Zayn, you know, uh, and to see him actually get a title on the main roster is is a good fun. And I guess the the logic here is they just want um, Braun to chase people. Like, that's it. They don't want him to fend people off or to, like, defend a title. They'd rather have him chase people down. I think, they, yeah, they think it's uh, angry Braun is, and they might be right to a certain extent, but, yeah, that the an angry Braun is the best Braun. Uh, well, an angry champ. Braun tips over large things. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and Braun, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I was very happy. I'm, I'm a big fan of Sami Zayn. I think he's a lot of, I mean, he's, really, he's a great wrestler. He's also a really fun, I think, presence. I like how... He like embraces the role of like the real slimy heel, and I liked his um his his uh mocking us with his uh skanking uh last year on Moment with Bliss after he came back. Um, but it's funny because <laughs> is he really mocking us with skanking, or does skanking yeah. just feel shitty? <laughs> like, I think that was. The I think double... if you went to a ska show and everyone was skanking, you're like, God, everyone's a dick. Like, <laughs> but uh, it was funny because I just you know it's like wrestling is no different than uh any other entertainment and that there's like the weird sort of stupid clickbaity articles out there uh why and so it was very similar to those like why hollywood won't cast so and so anymore uh article it was like why wwe won't let Sami Zayn wrestle anymore it was like a headline i very recently sort of saw and i can't remember if it was a youtube video or if i just saw an article uh and so and it was interesting, like, oh, yeah, he's been such he's basically been a manager for several months now, barely having any matches. Uh, so it was a it was a very nice, fun surprise for him to win that title, which, yeah, that this is his first main roster title. Am I right about that? And his first main roster singles title, singles, just like it would have been for Cesaro. Right. right? Yeah. So it's uh, like he's th- tag, tag. Are you title. saying Braun Strowman is Josh Lucas? Is that what you're saying? Wait, <laughs> I just lost your reference completely. Because you were saying, like, why won't Hollywood cast? Oh, so yeah, people yeah. anymore, people who just were hot for like a minute and then sort of disappear. I, yeah, I just I like, randomly plucked Josh Lucas out of the clouds. That's all. Uh, who, Josh Lucas, who I just saw in something, even if it wasn't like, and now, of course, I now need to Yeah, look but it was up. it an but old thing on TV? <laughs> no, I think it was a new thing. But it's funny because someone who I very specifically know I've seen the Why Hollywood cast is Thora Birch, who's now a series regular on Walking Dead. Just yeah, like, she plays Gamma, a.k.a. Mary from Santa Monica. So, uh, yeah, those. Those articles only apply until they don't apply, and there's usually some other extenuating circumstance. Well, I'll tell you where uh, I hear Josh Lucas all the time. He's the uh, voice of the Home Depot radio commercials. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, he has a big role in a hit movie, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I didn't um, see Ford versus oh, Ferrari. Oh, he's like, he's a giant douchebag, but he has, he's like probably, him and Bernthal have like way more screen time than you'd expect based on the trailers. Uh, it's like uh, Josh Lucas and John Bernthal are very So you're saying the, the main event isn't Ford versus Ferrari. It's <laughs> Bernthal versus Lucas. Right, right. Did you, know, you also know that Josh Lucas is the character name of Paul Rudd's character in Clueless? Is Josh Lucas. I did know that. I only yes. know that because I recently saw a remake of Clueless called Emma. 
Yes, yes. It was interesting how they decided to deconstruct it like that. Yeah, it's like they took it to the past. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was, I, I, did you see Emma? Yeah, I did see Emma. Yeah, so it was funny because I, obviously I knew Clueless was based on Emma, and the Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma came out near, like, a, what, a year after Clueless? But I never saw it. I never saw any version of Emma. I never read Emma. Oh, I saw but the, I did see... the Paltrow, yeah. Okay, so this is my first time ever. It was funny as someone who knows Clueless so well to be like, ah, oh, so that's Ty. Okay, okay well, so Mr. you did you yeah you did reverse engineer it then I see yes. yeah 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 so you were like oh and this person is yeah 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 uh, there's no Dion character they kind of merged Ty and there's Dion no, yeah. right there's no Dion but there's even like uh, I guess spoilers for Emma but if you know Clueless it's not a spoiler but there's even the like oh he's being he's doing her a solid by dancing with her no he does you know, da- like, he does dance with her yeah 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 oh so for it sure was, it was uh, fun to see that there's a mugging even though it doesn't happen to um. Share uh, slash yes. uh, Emma, yeah, Emma, yes. happens to Harriet, but uh, yeah, it's funny to see the the what they took from what Heckerling took from Emma and put into Clueless, like yep. the the ways the, the little ways she tweaked it. Uh, I was upset that when Harriet didn't call yell at Emma, telling her she was a virgin who can't drive, I was very upset. <laughs> they should have just broke all <laughs> of the timeline. And well, did said. you notice how also? Um, that uh, um, Emma insulting Bates, like the moment in Clueless is when she uh, insults her housekeeper flippantly yeah. by <laughs> getting her home country wrong. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yes, that's did. enough uh, Jane Austen talk. But uh, but I will just my one other movie tangent to say Brady Bunch movie still holds up. Brady, uh, very Brady sequel, still better sequel, but it's still yes. good. Yeah. Good movies. Good First movies. one's still good, especially because yep. Dipmire, because of Dipmire. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, good. I well, never mind. I, I I I could gush about Brady Bunch movie and Brady. Oh, Brady. and Mrs. Dittmeyer wants the Bradys to come over and make her. A sandwich. Yes, yes. That, I I heard people right in front of me discussing that very line and all the innuendo they didn't get when they first saw it today. Oh, that movie's uh, all innuendo. I know. I know. Time to put in your book, bookmark, Mister Brady. The moon. That's the second one. Um, that is. That wasn't an innuendo. That's just something that Eric and I say all the a time. lot. Like, That's actually it's funny. I don't think we've refer. Whenever there's our you know Twitter feed, feeds uh, feeds threads, and I've even done one myself about like a line that doesn't. It's not necessarily funny in and of itself, but it's just the delivery that makes it great. Like the moon. Like the moon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Neato. Um, Mr. Martin. Anyway, we oh, should probably talk about wrestling. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> stop whining. Um, we just keep making Brady Bunch quotes. <laughs> Let's just do the whole move, both uh, movies. <laughs> so yeah, Sami Zayn winning was fun. Um, the Alistair Black AJ Styles match was really good. You know, it was all a long wake for the Undertaker, but in between it was still good. It had weapons and table spots, and I think AJ, uh, Alistair Black and AJ Styles work really well together. At this point, I don't need look. If it gets Alistair Black at WrestleMania, and if the OC is going to be at in AJ Styles corner anyway. Why not just have Undertaker and uh, Alistair Black team up? They're both yeah. undead, gothy shadows, right? Uh, have them team up and face all three of the OC. Like, there's your mm-hmm. WrestleMania match. That's fine. And then we don't have to worry about Undertaker in a singles match. Yeah, yeah. And who knows? Maybe they'll do that. We'll see. And uh, the uh, tag team chamber match was a better... Look, it had a lot of talented people in it. I was just kind of worried a little bit about it being overcrowded and the fact that I ultimately don't care who has those tag team championships. 
It's just one of those deals. But there were a lot of really cool spots in that match, and I, I think the performers worked their asses off to the part where, to the point where they got the crowd really into that match. Ultimately, mm-hmm. the crowd probably didn't care who won in the end either, but everyone just was really enjoying themselves. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Um... It, it, I think it was interesting that we didn't start with a... We didn't, like, bookend the show with chamber matches. There were two no, matches before we got to the No, they do, like, the Rumble the does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, we still got two matches going... Uh, bef- singles matches before we actually got the chamber match, which had a ton of people in it, uh, including a half hour's worth of entrances. That, that was a <laughs> lot of entrances. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get, like, entrances will always be great. Like, I mean, there's a reason WWE works so hard on them. Uh, and they're a, a part of the art form. And there's a reason Royal Rumble works so great with like 30 entrances, except the Royal Rumble, they're staggered. <laughs> but it, this was even longer artists. because two of the teams feature quote unquote singles wrestlers who yeah. come out to their, own, get their theme. own themes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like goes on even longer because, oh boy. Yeah. I just wanted them all to sort of get carted to the ring at the same time and everyone just go in there. Um, there are no commercials either. It's not like you can come back from commercial break and like two teams are already in the ring. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I thought might happen, because there's a separate story going on in this match, uh, the rumor has it that Otis is going to face Ziggler in a singles match over Mandy Rose or just disagreeing over Mandy Rose or winner gets Mandy Rose or maybe she'll pick no one because she's a free independent thinking woman and who doesn't need no man. Uh, but... Because that story was bigger than anything else story-wise in this match, other than Miz and Morrison being heels, yeah, I thought maybe Rude and Ziggler were going to win. Because then Heavy Machinery could face them at WrestleMania and win the titles. And like it would be a bigger right, thing right. than that. But then you're just kind of swapping heel champions for heel champions, and it feels odd. But that's the yeah. only other outcome I thought might happen. Because Rude and Ziggler were kind of the also... They're sort of also the odd team out here in that they've teamed the least together. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been, they were like Cro- uh, Corbin's ret- part of his entourage retinue and all that, but I think that uh, that was the only thing I could entertain. But yeah, there were some really big spots, particularly with uh, Lucha House Party, who you would argue is the team that least deserved to be in there if you're talking about kayfabe title shot worthiness, but right. they're also the ones who provided the biggest and funnest, like, flippity do spots. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What's the deal? Uh, because I did read your um, live blog. Uh, what is the status of the revival? I don't know, but yeah, it, they it were they were conspicuous by their absence, and I just think it's just you know it all just feels very WWE's handling of revival. Like it feels textbook yeah. WWE not knowing what to do with revival, and if revival is like within their own character and morale. Uh, if they have a foot out the door and if they like, don't give a shit and if they're like actively not pushing for themselves or lobbying for themselves or don't care mm-hmm. one way or the other, then yeah, they sat this one out and they'll just be in the Andre, the giant battle Royal at WrestleMania. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't um, know anything concrete. I don't know anything. Right. And because they've been, you know, they're one of those things where they, you know, the, the internet would say they've had their foot out the door for like a year and a half. And 
I'm sure, like anything, that there's some truth and fiction mixed in there. Um, well, they, be- they did around the time, the same time last year, but then they re-signed up for a year again. So yeah, yeah. Now it feels like they really are. Um, I don't know. They just have to sit it out before AEW scoops them up, which is apparently what their trajectory is. Is AEW? Right. AEW it's- can't pick up everybody, you know? No, it, no. <laughs> like they they have a they have a pretty big roster as it is for a show that only I mean they have a two hour show and then they have their hour supplemental YouTube show featuring matches so to get more mm-hmm. people in but yeah they have a pretty uh, big roster at this point and they've just they're adding more like they're gonna they've just brought in Lance Archer who briefly wrestled as Lance Hoyt in he might be Lance Hoyt again here he was Lance Archer in Japan he was in WWE a long time ago. He's big on the independency, big in Japan. He's also a big guy. Uh, they're bringing him in. They're also probably going to bring in Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper. You know, they're people they have orbiting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, So, yeah, they they already have prospects coming in. Um, The show opened. So Viking Raiders beat Hawkins and Ryder in the, the kickoff show, which wasn't much of anything except that it got them on the show so they could run in later and chase off the office. I didn't see the kickoff show. It's, everything else. it's fine. It was, it literally did not feel like, I at was least returning some, from the Brady bunch. And well, at least sometimes kickoff show matches feel competitive. And this was like, Oh, this is like a raw squash match. It's just going a little longer. Cause it's not on raw. Right. And then, uh, but then the show opened with a very, uh, non WWE style match, but also a, a, a match that stands out even more on a pay-per-view like Elimination Chamber, which was a very technically sound catch-as-catch-can grappling match between um, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Yeah. And it was great. And it all it really signs was. look based on the finish. Obviously, Daniel Bryan won, but uh, Gulak didn't tap technically. So, yeah, if they could just push this into Mania and give it a little extra stip, like, I don't know, maybe a two out of three falls match or something a little you know i'm not saying they this is not a when i say stipulation i don't mean like it's in a cage or they can use kendo sticks that's not what they need but they need like it's probably too much to ask for an iron man match at wrestlemania because that takes up a lot of time but hell we're all sitting there for eight hours what else are we gonna do right i yeah i was it was a great match uh it was interesting because you know that was just booked um what uh friday night on smackdown and Drew Gulak is so sort of new to really having like a main roster presence, but obviously you have two very technically skilled guys and they just put on this really good brutal match. And it was kind of cool to be like, okay, well they're, they're definitely invested in Gulak here. Like, you know, they're, they're trying something here and I don't know how character wise if how much it's going to work yet, but um, certainly he showed uh, how great he can be in a match there with Brian. And I definitely think, I know I'd like to see it again, and I have a feeling, yeah, that a lot of people would like to see another match between them. That, and we will, we shall get it. I'm guessing. I don't know how much how inve- much they're invested in Drew Gulak outside of wrestling Daniel Bryan. But while he's right. just wrestling right. Daniel Bryan, we can get really cool things. And as you know, and you also get the feeling you just kind of know, you get the vibe uh, that this is the kind of match and program that Daniel Bryan loves doing. Like this is the type of match he wants to do. Um, it's hard hitting, but it's also, uh, scientifically, you know, sound as far as the, the, the grapple butts element of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, you just feel like they were, he was having a good time and there were elements of that match where I was like, oh, this is cooler than watching him sort of job out to the fiend twice, two times in a row, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, no John Cena or fiend on this card. 
but you know they had Undertaker at least. Let's see. Um, and Becky was just backstage. Hey, Becky, Becky want to come out to uh, Philadelphia so you can watch from backstage on a monitor? <laughs> yeah. They didn't even put her on the the stage or at ringside or at commentary. I, I, I thought, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the main event shortly. But yeah, it's just yeah, the more the main event turned into what it became, she I'm could like, have well, watched guess... at her home, and they could have filmed her at her home if they needed right. to film her watching the show. You know, just show her like getting uh, the pizza guy coming. She goes and gets some. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's my Uber Eats. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I'm this, that's my $40, $10 sandwich. <laughs> so, um, yeah, a, let's see, uh, Andrade, before we get to the main event, Andrade, uh, uh surprised me. I thought, well, that's so kayfabe wise, again, it's one of those things. Umberto Carrillo should not keep being, getting the uh, opportunities for matches. He should, because he never wins. He got a, uh, he pinned Andrade in a tag team match on raw, but like, He's a great performer, and he always loses. So one would argue, uh, just from a stats standpoint, like why does he still in a United States title program with Andrade? But because WWE doesn't operate like that, it doesn't matter. I was actually expecting Carrillo to walk away with this with the United States Championship just because of Andrade's suspension, and it's like I thought they might have him drop the belt. But that still might be the case. They just might be saving it for like WrestleMania or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he managed to win here uh, in a good match. Uh, we know they, they, we know these two can put on good matches. It wasn't like a huge surprise. It wasn't like a pleasant, like oh, this is fun. Like we've never seen this before. Surprise, like the Gulak Brian match was, but it was still a good match. Yep. And Chamber, Chamber, the Street Profits, Seth Rollins, Murphy match was was fine. It was a fine tag match. It went on for a long time, and. Well, now I, we're getting into the matches that, you know, the the internal problem of these match of these um, pay per views being too long and the matches that could have been cut, not because they're bad matches, not because they're not great performers, but just because, man, wouldn't it be nice if these were tighter shows? Well, and, also because you know, the finish was practically the same as the one on Monday when they won the title. Right. But that's that's my, my thing with the Andrade match too. It's like two great performers. Putting on, you know, another good show. Giving but... us finishes we've seen before in some iteration. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no surprise there. Um, if it, Like, basically, wait, you're just going to piss Seth Rollins off. You're just going to make Seth Rollins hate Kevin Owens more. That's it. Now he's just angry yeah. at him more than he was when he was already very angry with him. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 you do want to have, like, yeah, you want the matches to mean something ultimately and, and move the story forward and not just be a sort of a, a retread of something else. Um, and uh, my my coronavirus aside is to say that uh, to show that currently WWE is business as usual, they still had Owens walk through the stands where all the fans could touch him as much as they wanted. While so, he was touching his uh, face that, constantly because he was eating popcorn. Right, right. <laughs> like he wasn't so, eating, he was eating food that required his, a lot of his hands in his mouth. Yes, yes. Um. Yeah, there's a sign that the Tampa show is still on. How about that? Mm-hmm. Um. So the chamber match and main event. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll just I'll let you talk, but I just want to open by saying there is a way I think you can successfully build someone up, powerful and and, and well and looking like a beast, without also. C- shitting on a match people are looking forward to and making it boring yeah i think Mm -hmm. that's i think there just needs to be a balance it's like she she didn't have 
I'll let you talk, and then I'll, I think I I think I know what my point is. I think I know how to say it, but I'll let you go. I have to uh, figure it out. So it's just you know, obviously going into this, it seemed the foregone conclusion that Shayna was going to win because that's already the story. Like once you, once you had her turn cannibal, uh, and uh, you know make her her mark uh, on on Becky's flesh. Uh, by tearing out a chunk of her, it's okay. That's what they're aiming towards. So Shayna is the obvious winner here. So what is the point of this if they're not going to do something different? Now, I'm not to say that they shouldn't still do Shayna versus Becky at Mania. I'm not saying like you can't, like you you have to deviate from that. But I felt like, well, the Elimination Chamber, something has to happen beyond Shayna wins the Chamber uh, just to kind of make it even worth it, given that it seems like a foregone conclusion. And Instead, they went the route, and again, going back to sort of like Vince is going to Vince, of she is the dominant super beast. Uh, you know, it's obviously very Brock Lesnar, um, where just she can just take out everyone else effortlessly. Very quickly. And there's very quickly. And there's a couple problems with this. One is just the overall thing of like feeling like you're like you're burying the other women. Uh, I saw uh, our friend Chris Hayner tweet out that. You know, it's like, you know, you have to think about these things in the long term. It's like if Shayna is going to stick around on Raw uh, after Mania, we don't know. But if she does, it's like, in theory, she's going to have feuds with these other women at some point. And then it's like, well, she beat each of them in two seconds. You know, it's like she, it's, so there's there's that the sort of shorthandedness of it. And then also just on a sort of booking level, it was just sorry, I'm dropping a little pen here. Um, it it just wasn't interesting because. There's so much more time in Elimination Chamber between the next person coming out than the Royal Rumble. And I think someone got it in their head, whether it was Vince or someone else, that it's like, oh, it'll be cool if she just destroys a couple people. And then there's all this time of her just standing and gloating. You, th- you think when they got to the final pod, which was Asuka, that the people will be like, you know what? How about we just jump forward a minute? Like, yeah, let's yeah. not stick to that. There's only one pod left. Let's just open it. But instead, no, they let it play out. And I'm sorry, yeah, it just it just kind of kills momentum. You're doing this live show. You're feeding off the audience. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's 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 too much. And then also that just felt like, well, you kind of wasted having the Riot Squad in the same place at the same time for the first time in so long. They didn't uh, even, didn't they to, weren't even all in the ring at the same time. Right. It didn't have to be the focus. It wasn't going to be the focus, but there was something you could have done there. I really thought they might have been going for a swerve with Liv winning, when uh, it, when she beat everyone else and it you know, was just Liv and Asuka and then Liv came in and she didn't destroy Liv immediately the same way she had a couple other people, right? Like Liv was around for a little longer. She even toyed though she with her asked. a little more. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so and, I thought, okay, if Liv – I thought where they were going to go is that the thing where Liv is incapacitated, Asuka's pot opens, Asuka and Shayna go for a while and then Liv comes in and, and wins it might have been a possibility – Especially, I was also thinking about the fact that you've got Shayna and Asuka as two heels right now. Uh, so, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just felt like this was the sort of dullest way to do something that had a foregone conclusion that felt like it needed some sort of something to happen beyond what we expected. And instead, it was not just Shayna winning, but it was just the way they did it was kind of a dull way to do it. Those are my thoughts. Part of me wants to argue against myself, which is like because Asuka was who I wanted here and she's a huge favorite of mine. I was like, would I have yeah. minded if Asuka killed everyone in two minutes? Right. Is it really just who I'm more of a fan of? Am I just a, a hypocrite? Um, but I do think there's something to say about putting on a boring match. I think I wrote in my live blog and tweeted out, but it's like this was like the Brock Lesnar segments of the Royal Rumble, except it, 
if it would if it lasted the whole rumble. Mm-hmm. Like if it didn't like halfway through get more interesting because Brock was gone. Uh, granted, all Brock wasn't also pinning all these people. He was just throwing them over the top rope when here, as you pointed out, um, Shayna was beating them in two seconds. Like, yeah. literally just beating them. Like, if she had a match, she would have won the match. Yeah. Not just throwing them out of the ring. So, I think what I don't like the most about wrestling, when I don't like wrestling, specifically, I'll talk, speak more to WWE because they're the ones who do this most, is when something doesn't feel like we suspend our disbeliefs watching this and we get into the storylines and we we are, we go into a match accepting the rules that we are presented in the story and the basically the levels of people that we are accept in the story and like the hierarchy of the wrestlers like who's the better wrestler who's the top who's in the main event oh this person should be able to beat this person and this person should mm-hmm. be able to beat this person and that doesn't obviously there are times when people get pushed uh, when Kofi Kingston started getting pushed towards WrestleMania, he didn't beat everyone in two seconds. No, they made him fight for it, and like he got, he still did a lot of unbelievable things. He, but that was the point of it. But they made us feel like he earned those wins, and it made it still made sense in what we believed as the reality of what WWE was in the standings and the rankings. Right, right, we right. still believe that thing. I don't like it in wrestling when things don't feel, I'll say, real anymore. I don't like it when I feel like something is when something feels more controlled by outside forces and decisions than it feels when, when things feel booked to me, mm-hmm. like Goldberg going over the fiend did not feel real at all. I did not feel like anything Goldberg was doing in that ring move wise was enough to beat the fiend. They just had him do it. So it, it felt like the invisible hand of creative or Vince coming in and just shifting it. And it didn't, it takes me out of it. And that's what this does this type of maneuver takes me out of it because it doesn't feel like a real contest anymore. I'm not saying someone can't be dominant, but it doesn't feel like it feels like a decision by someone else rather than a decision by the people in the ring based on their abilities. Yeah. Does that, does that no, make sense? No, no, it does. It does because, uh, you know, for Shayna specifically, it's like I became a big fan of Shayna over time in NXT. At first, I wasn't sure. And then I came to really like her. And, you know, yes, we talked about at a certain point because she'd beaten every woman, they would have to sort of, you know, mix it up. And now they've, you know, it looks like they've moved her to Raw. Uh, We'll see again long term. That makes sense. But at the same time, yeah, her matches were not beat everyone in 20 second matches, but they were. She always won eventually. And then she was really cruel and might like beat them up afterwards. So they made her like scary and fierce, but they didn't make her. um, Everyone else is just like powerless like you know it's like they 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 could still go the distance she just would win and then be like pretty nasty and brutal about it uh but this was a different Shayna where it's like and i know there's that little caveat you could say well but she came in and those other three women had already been in the chamber i get it but it still didn't feel right that she was taking them out that quickly you know it just felt like it was going too far so but for you did it stop feeling like because when we want this that mindset we get into and watching a wrestling match where we're like we're watching the story and we're accepting it so for you when you see something like that it just takes it feels it doesn't feel like the story anymore it feels like booking it feels like a decision from someone else being made and it takes me out of it i can't watch it the same way yeah like, yeah it just it just felt something i, was I off still don't it. even know if i'm describing it right it's no like no once i, I start feeling like outside forces are determining what's happening yeah. and not the people in the ring i, I it just separates. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, it's like funny because, you know, because I'm a fan of all three of like the three women who were at the end there. And I thought on one hand, I like personally speaking, I think I would have most like marked out if Liv won. Just like I thought like that would have been really fun if they could. And, and it would have had to have been, of course, like, the you know, my imaginary booking was already a like Asuka and Shayna beat the hell out of each other. Go the distance thing where Liv would have kind of snuck in and won. Um, but it's not like I, that had to happen for me to be happy with the match. Um, and Asuka and Shayna both like their whole thing is that they're both like can be so dominating. And I think there's a lot you could have done with both of them. It just, yeah, I don't know. Just like yeah, the, the route they went with it, making Shayna into sort of like, yeah, this sort of female Brock equivalent, which already with Brock is so many times like, uh, uh they're doing this again, where he just like completely decimating people. I, I think that this is something where I think Vince is really into the like, yeah, like just the like, they're the, the beast. They can't be stopped. And I'm not saying it can never be exciting, but we've seen it a lot of it with just Brock alone. And it just felt like, yeah, it just felt like sort of short sighted uh, with the other women uh, who all, you know, should be shown to be stronger than that. And it felt sort of like, yeah, just the least exciting thing you could do, whether it be a uh, uh, surprise live win or even Oscar sort of pulling it out, which I didn't, I didn't think they were going to do. Didn't make sense of the storyline. And also I just kind of thought about it. Oh, well, Oscar won the rumble a couple years ago, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think that's going to happen, but I just felt like there was some variation thing. And even going back to the fact that we joked about how Becky never came out. Like I was like, I thought for sure, like if nothing else is Becky going to show up at the end or something, it's just very strange. Uh, just to, to, especially cause it was the main event. And I'm glad, it, you know, it's like on one hand, it's like, hey, I'm glad it's the main event. And like, I'm glad, like, it's a regular thing now that these women matches can be the main event. They deserve to be. But the way they booked this with Shayna, it just felt like they thought, oh, we're going to book, like, Shayna's so scary you know, to just to build towards the Shayna-Becky match. But I think that there's just a lot of other ways they could have done that to still keep Shayna has, like, a dominant, strong, scary presence without sort of feeling like eh, this was like a weak sauce way to get to this match well, so here's a weird side effect to all of this is that if uh becky wins the match at wrestlemania it won't make any sense based on mm-hmm. all of this based on what the story that was told here becky should not be able to win right right so that so now you've sort of limited your options as far as like what is able to make sense because it, you know, it took all Becky had to beat Asuka, you know, and, and even mm-hmm. with the other people, she would they would put up a fight and she'd have a competitive match with them. So it just and yeah. maybe I mean, hey, may, I, it's fully plausible that Shayna could win it. No, 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 I do. I, I, that's yeah. the other thing. But she should be win in the same almost dominant quick way that she beat Asuka in the very least. Yeah. You know, like and and also. So then who wants to see that? I don't know. It's it's just weird. Um, and I didn't like the main event. Again, other fun things happened on the show, so we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't say that. Overall, no, it, it this was, show was, I actually think it was a more it's a better show than I think. I don't want to speak for you, but it was certainly a better show than I was expecting. Well, I do too. Yeah. It reminded you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of the TLC match, which was the match they uh, pay per view before the Royal Rumble. That 
was sort of like a weird half-assed on on paper pay-per-view, which is like, oh, this champ- the the world champions aren't defending the titles. Uh, yeah, so Goldberg wasn't defending, Lesnar wasn't defending, neither women was defending. No, um, so it it felt like a short-sheeted card from the get-go, <laughs> and it felt sort of yeah. And then you wonder if then you kind of be you're kind of like, oh, if none of the world champions are male or female are defending. Who really decides what gets on this card? Like, why was AJ Styles versus... You know, like, who... Like, it's, it's such a weird thing to cherry pick. Again, it gets other people on the show. Like, maybe Daniel Bryan... You know, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak wound up on the main card. I thought it was going to be a kickoff show match, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, it it felt... I, I think, again, we, we do find those weird, strangely booked pay-per-views throughout the year. But the fact that it was right before WrestleMania... And this was the last pay-per-view stop chance to promote the WrestleMania card. It felt strange not to have for the Fiend not to have a match or for the this or you know something yeah. else out there. Well, do a Fireflies Funhouse segment or something. Yeah, yeah, they could have done a Firefly, and mm-hmm. uh, that's what the show needed—a good Firefly to interrupt. The main <laughs> event. All right, uh, we don't have to talk much more, but I know you wanted to talk about uh, getting down with the sickness. Uh, the, uh, I, know, I just I just feel like like look it's 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 been a you know a we, lot I think what, we have, a week and a half since we last did this podcast and a lot has happened uh, obviously and these huge cancellations of South by Southwest and Emerald City Comic Con that you know have led to this like it, you know the questions will be a domino effect what will happen with Coachella and WonderCon and then we're going you know looking way ahead it says middle summer Comic Con and our celebration and we're too soon to know a lot of those questions uh well, but we're 4 weeks out from WrestleMania but WrestleMania is coming um and it's an inter- it's you have to ask the question is it happening and i see some people i know who are you know thinking maybe they won't go who are going to go and to me the thing is um, well, did you yeah, tell them that they, we were cool first because we weren't going first? Yeah, yeah, we, we were trendsetters on this. Um, I, yeah, we can get our, our truthers who think that we somehow knew something when we did not. But <laughs> and one of them, say, uh, one of them is our truth. Yeah, right. Yes. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, we were. Tw- I was tweeting with some people about it, and it's just like, like you know, I think the consensus is is that it's unlikely it will be canceled. Um, that, you know, uh, for a lot of reasons, including just, just Vince doesn't like to cancel things like the show must go on. And, and that includes like doing things like Saudi Arabia that are terrible press for them, but they're just going to do it. And I agree with that for the most part. I really think the only way it gets canceled is if they feel that so many people won't go that like that stadium would be half full, uh, because then it's a perception. It would look bad. It would look bad visually. Like if they did that show when all they want to do is tout their numbers and and talk about, you know, breaking records and this and that. If you did WrestleMania from that stadium and that stadium is clearly lacking in people, uh, then that would make them cancel it or change venues or something. Um, Here's all the things we don't know. Yeah, Yeah. we can list all the things we don't know. First of all, Tampa would have a huge call on this as far as. What they the money they're willing to lose without having mm-hmm. WWE there versus the risk that bringing because we're also talking about an event that's bringing in a lot of international people and that's I think that's the issue I think you find the issues on the coasts West and East Coast and I think you find the issue with events that are drawing in international crowds 
South by Southwest was a curious case because it's in the middle of the country, in the middle of a state, not on the shore. And you could argue that people are flying would be flying in from overseas for the movies and stuff, but not like other events. It would still have been more of like a, a U.S. mostly event, South by right. Southwest. Um, so for that to get canceled, I mean, I personally, I feel like it was a little hasty. I think I, f- I think. I just feel for, and again, also this goes to the cons as well. The people who really get hit are the people, are the the small filmmakers and the small artists and the people who depend on the money that they get from the cons and the film festivals. And, you know, there are people who work all for years to get their movie done and then it gets accepted to South by Southwest and then it's like, meh, meh, um, when maybe it didn't have to be. But when we're talking about better to be safe than sorry you might find a lot of these big festivals like i don't i don't know how the austin tv festival can happen now if south by southwest got canceled right unless something miraculously happens by uh yeah june right it's the beginning of june then uh yeah i believe so yeah it's it's i see i the thing is I I don't think it was hasty for South by Southwest simply because the the problem was quickly becoming for them all the major people, people and people studios dropping out. And that's what, happened at, that's what happens at the, the also the game conventions and stuff. And, and Emerald City Comic Con was having so many other big guests. People just start canceling. And that's the thing. It's the, when, you, yeah. when it's the decision of the company to not do it, then if, you, if you're a, uh, an event that it requires a lot of companies participating, then that you're going to get – into a lot of trouble when it's wwe and it's the one company then you're gonna have problems and again if we're talking about the smaller people being affected too it's not just wwe who makes a lot of money during wrestlemania week it's all the other independent promotions or the other promotions that run shows and run conventions and the people who get autographs like that's sometimes their biggest events of the year um but so we don't know okay as far as we know right eric Magic Kingdom's not closed. If we're talking, I'm just saying. Right now, t- yeah, yeah, right now, the none of the U.S. theme parks have. But done. I'm saying, if we're talking yeah. specifically, not just theme parks, not like Disneyland, but I'm saying, like yeah. uh, Walt Disney World, which is in Florida, mm-hmm. which if we're talking about international fly-ins, yeah, Walt Disney World uh, has a significant amount more international crowd than Disneyland. Or yep. other other theme parks in the United States, yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they are still open. I, I use that as a barometer, and Disney, no, no, and Disney as a barometer, right? So if Walt Disney, if Disney starts closing the doors at their Florida theme parks, that at uh, then we might start actually looking at WrestleMania. I think that's yeah. wh- that's sort of what I look at because Disney is going to play it safe for sure. Yes. But as long as their doors are open to people from all over the world coming in and going to their park, uh, then, yeah, I think we're good. But we don't know, between the, you and I, we don't know, A, if WWE ever, I'm not talking about in the case of pandemic, I'm talking about ever has a contingency plan built in place for WrestleMania if, if anything happens, if the stadium mm-hmm. collapses, if there's a bomb threat. If you know, like any list of reasons, uh, if they ever have a backup plan, right? So, if that's the case, I don't know. Secondly, it's one of those other things you know, we learned after South by Southwest got canceled that their insurance did not very specifically not cover viral outbreak, it covers probably other things, 
storms yeah. or you know whatever but like it did not cover that so they're taking a loss on that yeah what does wwe's insurance say and again we're also not talking just about wrestlemania we're talking about uh smackdown hall of fame nxt raw we're talking about five shows uh granted they're not all in a giant stadium but and then yeah so who gets to keep their tickets the people like who gets you know wrestlemania gets canceled then you've got a bunch of people who were in town who weren't going to those other shows because they simply can't fit all those people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, again, we're four weeks out. There's plenty of time to decide. We'll see, yeah, if this if this thing gets starts getting worse throughout the country. Um, yeah, then definitely it's something they're going to have to consider. But like we, we mentioned, we're dealing with one company here and not like an event that relies on several, uh, like dozens of right. companies. They're not They're not waiting to see because guess what? The talent kind of has to go. Um, and then you'll, yeah, you'll see what, what WWE itself decides, which is, yeah, again, right now I assume they'll do it. Uh, but yeah, it might be out, it might be taken out of their hands, uh, by other factors, uh, both just at large. And then I think, yeah, if, if it suddenly became clear that like thousands of people were not going to go who already had tickets, then maybe there'd be some different consideration. Uh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. We'll just keep it with WrestleMania talk because it is such a large event and it does have so many people from outside the country coming in. Because, yeah, then we could just discuss Raws and SmackDowns in general, bringing no, in sure. 15,000 people into, you know, and that's and then we could talk about any concert or anything, really. So that's. Oh, yeah. yeah well, Coachella, everyone's wondering. But I mean, look, Elimination Chamber was tonight and it ha- and the show went on and it looked like a big crowd uh i don't know if it's 100 percent sold out but it certainly looked like plenty of people were there well um uh, but uh, it is just it is weird because i think the reason i really want to talk about this time is yeah just because like a week and a half ago south by southwest and emerald city comic-con had not been canceled and it's like yeah things sort of escalated very quickly with this and there's whole other conversations about yeah if people are being over cautious or or too cautious or not not cautious enough um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that we'll, ha- we'll see uh, my, my right now, I think it happens. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a uncharted territory and for so many things. So for a lot of things it would for, be mo- a- for movies too, cause uh, oh, yeah, yeah. now, uh, they're not filming Mission Impossible seven that they're supposed to be Matt. And you yeah. know how much I love those movies. I was, I was going to go see James Bond and now I have to, uh, it, I know he, I had to return my ticket and now he'll be gone till November. Like the, uh, Wyclef song. It's more like uh, uh, November time to, time to die. Right? Ah! See what I did? I took the month and I put it in the title. Ah, it's very clever. Um, and, and it's just funny because, and again, it's really only escalated over the past two weeks, but it was still a thing a couple weeks ago when AEW, no, when yeah. AEW had their Revolution pay-per-view and it was a big pay-per-view with yeah, like 10,000 fans there. But very specifically, it had blood. And it had people spitting in each other's faces, you know, and and biting each other's faces. So it wasn't just like it was a very unsanitary show. Uh, You know, WWE can do shows without doing that. And they do all the time. But this was a very oozy show and very (laughs) face on face or face on open wound show. Um, (laughs) Open wounds count anywhere. See, I'm coughing. Oh, no. (laughs) Or allergies. You Maybe just, he's born with it. You just walk into traffic. That's right. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're at the sea. <laughs> you just walk into the ocean. All right. Uh, we'll wrap up there. And, on that fun note. <laughs> yeah. On uh, the note of Eric like giving up on it all and just Anyway, walking, we're all going to die. <laughs> walking out into the deep. 
Most of all, we hope you've enjoyed life. I'm thinking of the clamp yes. hour. <laughs> if you're listening to this, human civilization has ended recording from Gremlins 2. <laughs> uh, Most of all, we hope you've enjoyed life. Where life slows to a crawl. <laughs> That's right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, if anyone listens to us from Pomona, shoot us an email. How about that? <laughs> Pomona talk. Yeah, Do you know Cappy? Have you been to the glass house? <laughs> Have you gone with Cappy to the glass house? <laughs> Cappy owns the glass house. Oh, That's what he wow. did after he retired from the NYPD. Huge reveal. I'm assuming Cappy was his captain. Maybe. Maybe he was know. a sea captain. Maybe he was like he never could get off being a beat cop and it was an ironic name because he went nowhere. Yeah. Hey, Cappy. Maybe he was just a hat guy. <laughs> hey, he loves caps. Good old Cappy. Well, yeah, he just wore a newsboy cap all the time. Maybe he was Sami Zayn. <laughs> hey, Disney, now that you're on the Die Hard franchise, it's time for the Cappy story. <laughs> Cappy prequel? like, But Disney, yes. pl- Disney Plus series. We don't need the John McClane prequel you're going to do. Yeah, I don't Cappy care about the prequel. Grubers and the McClanes. Give me, right. <laughs> give me Cappy's backstory. That, there was Cappy. Or Becoming Theo. Cappy, a Die Hard story. Uh, I want it. All right. Uh, everything is possible, but nothing is real. And Shakma. Shakma and Cappy. Are you prostituting yourself in front of my building? No. How did you How did you know that? Did Britt tell you? No. I saw it in an advertisement in the lobby notice board. Enjoy wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.